Wrestling Corner with another episode of Under the Ropes. I'm your host as always, the queen of the indies, and I've been bringing back a bunch of guests that I've had on the channel, so we had to do an update, you know, with uh, my good friend Alex Cologne. How are you? What's going on? I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to have you here. Oh, it's so funny. I just brought up Sky, and she's in the chat. Hey! <laughs> That's so funny. How are you? Um, so guys, if you're new to the Under the Rope series, here I interview everything independent wrestling, whether it's wrestlers, promoters, referees, uh, uh, behind the scenes, I got you covered. If you guys hit that like button, share button, get some people into the chat for me. If you guys got questions for Alex, feel free, drop them into the chat. He'll be more than happy to answer any of your questions. So definitely. So I think it's been like two years since I've actually had you on the podcast because I think you were more of like the beginning of what I first started doing a lot of the interviews with uh you know the independent scene which is which is great so there's so much to talk about i feel like with you so we could like catch up on that so uh you know you know let's start off big because i feel like this is like really important you know it's a huge moment that happened i mean let's talk hammerstein like gcw yeah. uh this was a big moment for independent wrestling as a whole never mind as gcw so i'd love to hear you know what it meant for you like everything give me the rundown like give me the experience of it Oh, it's a it's a huge deal. I mean, uh, you know, on a lot of levels because I'm normally you won't see me in New York City wrestling too much because yeah. obviously with the commission, I can't really do with what I'm good at doing uh, in New York City. So it's definitely a rare occasion to see me out there. Um, but just in general, like that's ECW territory. You know, it's a uh, it's WWF territory and. Uh, GCW came in and did something a lot of independents uh, haven't done and probably will not do for the nearsighted future. <laughs> <laughs> but that was that was cool. Like, I mean, as as a whole, the fans, like the wrestlers running into people that, you know, even if they weren't on the car, just being there to be supportive for everybody. The matches were great. Like, it was a lot. It was yeah. it was it was a lot to take in. So. I tell everybody that I'm like, man, I was like being there, actually being there and experiencing like GCW in that building. Uh, it was it was a lot. Yeah, definitely. It, a lot. it was it was special. Definitely a high point. One hundred percent. Awesome. Uh, let me give some love to the chat. Uh, Johnny says, hi, Alex. You know, Sky What's says, hi. She said, looking forward to meet Alex when he comes over to UK. If my nerves don't get the best of me, <laughs> looking forward nah. to this one. Not long back from wrestling training myself, so I'll be making notes as I watch. Awesome. So You'll do better than the weather, trust me. Because <laughs> the weather <laughs> kept me out of the UK for the last uh, trip. But oh, man. This trip coming up, I'm hoping the weather's a little bit more forgiving. Yeah. Oh, man. So you are going back. I mean, you are yes. going to go to UK next month, you said. So yes. tell us a little bit about that. What's the I mean, you've been to UK before, correct or no? I have. Yes. But a very long time ago, uh, around 2012, 2013. I think it was 2012 ish. 
Um, I went there for a small little tour with uh, CZW at the time, mm-hmm. and I was still very young into the business. And um, now I'm an old man, so I guess it's a little bit different, uh, you know. And um, I'm able to come over, and I, I loved England the first time coming mm-hmm. over, mm-hmm. Uh, more so than a lot of other people. Some people were just ready to go home. I was like, nope, I can stay longer. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I actually get to come back uh, next month for TNT. Uh, I wasn't in the tournament, unfortunately. The weather kept me out, but uh, I think Clint Margera, their champion, won the tournament, so he called me out, and um, a challenge is a challenge, and uh, I'm going to go there and uh, win myself a belt in the UK. Ooh, like it. I like it. Was there is there, like, a place that, you know, you want to go back to when you go over there, maybe, like, food-wise or something that you're like, damn, i got to make sure I go there? No, not that I could think of. I mm-hmm. hear a lot of people talk about the this Nando's place. Mm-hmm. I've heard it for years, but I've never uh, had it. Mm-hmm. So uh, maybe that or, oh, they have these little carts. When I was in Wolverhampton, they had these little donut carts. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> if I see one of those, it's on. I'm going to get my fat boy on. <laughs> I love it. Make sure you take a lot of pictures and, like, post that. Like, I like seeing... When you guys like travel outside of the states, uh, like you're showing like the places that you eat at, or th- that's always fun. I I enjoy those those photos and you know videos from from you guys. Uh, Johnny says, "Hey Alex, what was your Takeda moment in GCW with news of him retiring to raise his kids as a single dad?" W- like what? What was the, my most memorable moment? Maybe yeah. Is he saying yeah. that? Probably are. Our first match, uh, because it was just like I've never, you know, I've never got a chance to really test myself like that and to be able to go in there with somebody I've never met from another country who barely speaks English and be able to have a match like that with them was something really special. And obviously we've wrestled each other multiple times and we kind of have this weird like rivalry bond. Mm -hmm. And even though we speak two different languages, like... It's just this weird connection we have. And I can completely, being a dad, I can understand to a degree what he's going through. Not really, but, you know, um, to some degree. So I want to be able to not only help him out, really, but help his family out. Because I know it's a very tough time for him and his family. And uh, I hope that everybody that that's in the chat right now and everybody uh, in social media land and all the fans and all my friends can really, like, join in and participate we're going to be accepting donations i'm going to be putting the link up within the next day and then i'm going to start posting uh auction uh pieces that people are sending me um and we're going to get that rolling uh it's all for takeda i'm going to probably make my own uh side donation as well because i want to be able to donate outside of probably uh auction stuff you know just Mm -hmm. because i feel like the guy's done a lot for the genre and uh for death matches in general and um it's a definitely a great time to support guys like him who really have given us some of the most memorable moments and matches in probably the last decade and a half yeah yeah i was gonna bring that that was gonna be one of my questions i was gonna ask about this auction like you know what are you looking for you know when is this gonna happen like give us a little more information about that so the auction is going to happen on the 22nd of this month it's so soon but we really wanted to do it uh, as soon as possible and try to help them out as soon as we possibly could. So we'll be going live probably later in the day around 7, 38 o'clock ish on the 22nd. Um, like I said, I'm going to post uh, auction pieces ahead of time. So this weekend I'm going to start posting stuff that's been sent to me or some of the stuff is going to be shipped directly from wrestlers just to make it easier. So not everyone has to ship stuff to me and then have to ship stuff out. Right. Right. I have, and you know, I have, 
I'm on board, so I have a bunch of stuff I'm going to be auctioning. Um, Clint Margera sent me some stuff that he wants to send directly to whoever wins his auction off. Um, Sadie Suicide sent me some stuff. Uh, a couple fans, uh, Lauren Rosenberg sent me some programs signed by BJW Talent that he is sending to me currently, uh, which I think will be a, a very big piece. Uh, one of my guys, Rob Craig, sent me uh, some stuff that will be auctioned off. Sick Nick Mondo told me he was going to send me some stuff, so thank God for that. Sick Nick Mondo is a legend, and I yeah. think a lot of people bite on whatever he signs and sends to me to be auctioned off. I know Chris Dickinson's on board, Tony Deppin. Uh, I'm trying to get Matt Tremont on board. There's a few people I'm still trying to get in on it. Ricky Shane Page uh, sent me a, a piece. Atticus Coger sending me a piece. Eric Ryan sending me a piece. Wow. Schlack sending me a piece. We're going to have uh, DMDU, Joel from DMDU. He mm -hmm. has a, a piece of the canvas from their dream tournament. He's going to have everybody who's in the tournament sign it and send it to me. Wow. So that's going to be on auction. Um, there's going to be a lot of a lot of stuff on auction. Uh, I was talking to, to Stephen A, who he's going to be joining me on the live auction. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was like, I wonder how long this is going to take. But <laughs> I'm down. <laughs> Listen, I'm down for the ride. Yeah. Uh, I want to I really do want to uh, make some type of uh, not just financial impact, but an impact in general to show Takeda that he has the support of everybody, not just in Japan, mm -hmm. but in America and the UK. And as a community wrestling in general, regardless if it's deathmatch or not, we can all come together and understand that we can uh not just be friends in this community but we can also be family and we can yeah. support family and that's what it's all about i love that i mean like a lot of people always talk about like you know it's a family you know like you're part of the family and like i just you know i hear it so much i mean i get it too like a lot of people over at h2o they tell me the same thing they're like you're part of the family you're part of the family and i'm like you know i i think it's so amazing to see that and like i know i don't even see nothing compared to how you guys are with each other and just like looking out for each other and it's such a it's such a beautiful it's just a beautiful thing uh more love in this chat nick papa g he's in here he said thanks for the house bud <laughs> <laughs> Uh, David Russell says, hey, uh, Sky wants to say, where is it? I'm uh, going to do whatever I can to get to a show. Let me know if there's any figures you need. I, I have no clue uh, what's exclusive to the UK, so I don't know. <laughs> if you could figure it out, surprise me. If not, no big deal. Um, everyone is showing up to uh, the shows that I'm at. It just means... Uh, more than anything, because I'm so excited about coming back to the UK, which is why I uh, like I'm going back next month. But I'm sure we'll talk about it a little bit more. But uh, in April, after I come back from Australia, uh, I have some dates booked for uh, literally the week after the mm -hmm. week, the week after. So like the second week after I'll be in uh, England for a week and two weekends. So I'll be there to uh have a good time, yeah. wrestle some great matches, meet some great fans. It'll be fun. Oh, my goodness. How do you guys deal with, like, the travel? I get stressed out. Like, I'm going to Massachusetts from New York tomorrow, and then I'm going to Jersey to go go see Steve Mack's show, and I'm like, damn, I was like, this is a lot mentally for me. But you guys, like, literally, like, you get on the planes, you get on the cars, you go from yeah. one venue to the next venue. Like, that's got to take a toll on you. And me being friends with a lot of wrestlers, I see it's like, oh, I'm drained. I have my shoot job, and then I'm wrestling yeah. on the weekends, and then you're traveling and all that like how how is that for you guys it's it's not easy i know traveling internationally makes it even more stressful because uh unfortunately i although i didn't get to go 
to uh, England because of the weather with this past trip. I still had to do all the paperwork because you have to file for like uh, some person identification uh, form thing. Like if they give you this number and all the stuff you have to be able to present to them. I had to fill out all the visa information, print that all out. I had to fill out a bunch of other stuff uh, for uh, my flights do all my baggage oh, wow. stuff, uh, get all, all the flight stuff figured out. Um, it was stressful and I, and it got canceled. I was like, man, I did all that work. I'm going to have to do it again next month. So it's like, it's crazy. It's oh, like, oh man. Oh it's rough. man. See, like you don't know, like everything that's like entailed. like you guys bust your ass to entertain us. Like, you know, I always say thank you, you know, cause it's, it's a lot. Um, so I'm going to go like all over the place with my questions or whatever like that. But one of the things that I was like, when I was like, okay, when, when we secured our interview, I was like the one thing I was like, I want to talk to him about, I was like, is weapon making because I was like, this is funny. (laughs) Like, but I feel like we never really actually got into this conversation before. And now I've actually got to witness you over at H2O making stuff too. So, um, you know, just like the art of it, like, and again, even me being at destiny, like watching you know things being made i'm like wow like you don't realize you know how long some of this stuff takes and Mm -hmm. like where do you come up with these ideas and it's it's nuts so give us a little bit about that Uh, a lot a lot of the general stuff you see obviously has been passed down it's just been refined throughout the years Mm -hmm. um just knowing uh how far you stick a blade out so like obviously it'll cut you but it's not gonna completely destroy you uh there's things like that it's just uh it's a lot of innovation that's been created by uh guys like eugene uh that whole crew mm-hmm. shawnee um those guys uh really were the ones who stamped in the whole weapon making thing and just uh, there being an art form and then you have guys in japan that's a whole different idea so out in the u.s we have we have specific people like, like, well, I'll go to Big Vin all the time because Big Vin's like the, the guy to go to if I'm like, yeah. dude, how do I build this? What do I do, Big Vin? And Big Vin will be like, oh, I have it. I mean, outside of Big Vin being a secretly great wrestler that nobody pays attention to half the time, Aww. he did win. He did win a Hammerstein. He, he did, did win a Hammerstein. So, he did. so that's a big deal. That means he's on the come up. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna have to find somebody else to help me build stuff. <laughs> but like, he's the guy. He's the guy I go to when I'm not sure how to build something, and then he'll just draw something up and be like, oh, I have it we'll we'll get it done i'm like oh man amazing <laughs> so like uh guys like that keep uh the weapons building thing going i mean and unfortunately in japan they don't have people like that yeah. i we went to japan and they were just building their own weapons it was crazy they just gave us stuff they're like here you go build your weapon <laughs> oh wow <laughs> wow yeah yeah oh wow but, uh <laughs> good for good thing for me uh i was in ccw i started in 2007 yeah. and uh the first year or two i basically spent doing security helping build weapons helping put up the rings so i pretty much uh am a dra- jack of all trades when it comes to that type of stuff so uh, if i need a knife board built or i need bundles or or what you call it or anything like razor blades and stuff like that <laughs> i can basically do that on my own at this point what was like the craziest like weapon you created <sighs> i don't i don't know i don't oh uh I, I built uh, a bundle for me and Akira in Chicago. I built two bundles, and I had uh, steak knives strapped in between uh, the bundles. <laughs> kind of dangerous. Kind of dangerous. 
But uh, thankfully, he only got minorly cut with one. It wasn't like terribly, like uh, horrendously yeah. uh, cut. He had a, a little hole in him, but I mean, it could have been worse. Yeah, just a little. Just a little or whatever. I think it's funny because when you were here the last time that we did our interview, I was saying to you that I wanted to watch you and Akira wrestle and you guys had to got into the ring. And then within a few weeks after the podcast, here it was, you guys got to wrestle. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's so funny. I was like, I kind of threw it out into the air and uh, then it actually happened. So much love to Akira. Uh, Mark Leslie says, any Scottish dates when you hit the UK? And he puts his little um, eye emojis. None at the moment. I would love to. Uh, like I, I've been saying on social media, hey, uh, let the let the promoters of those promotions know you want to see me. I'm sure if there's enough buzz, they'll reach out. Like I, I have a couple of contacts. So within the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be reaching out to certain promoters. Uh, obviously, I'm not going to be able to hit every avenue. But if there's some somebody directly you want to see me wrestle for, I mean – the worst you can do is hit it up on Twitter, and if it gets a little traction, I can hit them up, or they can hit me up, and we could try to make it happen. There you go, Mark. Make it happen. Make it happen. <laughs> See, this is why even like people who podcast and you know being you know on social media, you have to you have to make some traction for it. Things happen that way. So I feel like I put things out in the air, and things happen a yeah. lot. So hey, social social media has its uses. You yes. know, I mean, there is a day. Obviously, there's a day and age. Like, I don't know how they did it. In the 90s, it was like you must have had a list yeah. of people you were going to contact. But nowadays, a lot of times, fans will just hit up promoters. Like, I had it happen already a couple of times, but I haven't locked in every date mm -hmm. uh, for England yet. And they'll reach out to me and be like, hey, it seems like there's some traction. Would you be interested in coming in? Yes. And then you figure it out from there. Social media is a great tool because now fans can make it be known that they want to see this person in this promotion and that just gets the attention in the eyes of the promoter because not not always is that going to be their main focus is oh, i have to bring this guy in they're kind of worried about their business at that moment you know what i mean yeah yeah definitely yeah use social media the right way not the negative exactly. way yes like, just... yes please <laughs> Which we'll get oh, into man. later because I have a question that we're going to go into like later into this interview. But uh, so pretty much, I mean, obviously, you know this and like everybody that knows me, like you're my favorite deathmatch wrestler. And, uh, you know, like I said, that it's another year, you know, that you won uh, Tournament of Survival. Uh, yeah. You know, hopefully we'll get like another year this year. So you have that great record. You know, no one else more deserves it than you. You know, so, you know, maybe another year you're going to continue don't, the don't streak. Anger people. <laughs> You're gonna, you, oh. <laughs> Ooh, there's a, there's a whole like, there's a whole slew of uh, people who do not want to see me win for four. Oh my god! <laughs> like, relax. I'm here for you, it. Me, I think you, me, and Dorito and, and Lauren Rosenberg would be the only ones that want to see me win for time. <laughs> so hey, I'm going for a fourth, regardless if anyone likes it or not. Um, and there's gonna be a lot of people who aren't. Trust me, I, I hear it all the time. Like, uh even my friends are like, do you, don't you think people are tired of seeing you win all the time? I'm like, yeah, but don't you think people were tired of seeing John Cena win all the time? <laughs> didn't stop him from being John Cena, did it? Nope. So I'm going to keep being Alex Cologne. It ain't going to stop. We're going to name it after you. We're going to change the name and we're just going to change it to your name. That's it. Because you're just going <laughs> to win like every year. At, you know? But, oh man, I, I love the, the tournaments. I went from... See, Chris is in the chat. He goes, yes, Fortnite, let's go. <laughs> so yeah, see, go. people want to see it. People want to see it. I remember like I 
went to the, I think it was your third win. I think that was my first uh, tournament of survival, like to see in person, you know, and for someone in the beginning of like watching wrestling in the indies and scared of deathmatch wrestling to like me being all for it with light tubes and everything like that. I'm like, okay, I'm ready for it. I was so excited and I didn't have front row tickets because I think we decided late. So we couldn't get front row uh, because I'm always in that front row and all these deathmatch mm. tournaments. Like I am with it. I'm just like, I'm you so... gotta have one of them clear garbage bags. You can, it, I don't understand why people don't do this. Maybe they, I, I honestly think some people like to be hit with glass. Cause I can recall at NGI, I screamed at a couple people in the front row. Cause I was like hitting Akira or somebody with light tubes and it was showering people. And I just looked at the guys. I'm like, Hey, um, you might want to cover up. And they just gave me a dirty look. And I was like, all right, I guess not. And I just kept hitting them. I'm like, Hello. Like, if that's what you want, that's what you're going to get. Yeah, like, I'm all for I want to be front row. Like, now I'm prepared. Like, when you're, when you, like, like wrestling and don't know anything about deathmatch wrestling, and you go in blind, and I tell this story with, um, oh, God, what was his name? It was out in uh, NYWC. And, um, oh, uh, Johnny Malloy. And I, I told him the story at the bar. And it was, like, after one of the shows. I think it was a full faith wrestling show or SWA show. I don't remember. We went to the bar after and I was sitting with him and I'm like, listen, I was like, let me tell you a story. Cause it was like years later. And I was like, I remember I was like, I wasn't prepared and skewers came out and I literally got up and I walked out of the promotion because I didn't know this existed. And he was dying. And he told me that he got in so much trouble because they weren't supposed to do that. Um, so <laughs> I was like, I wasn't prepared. Now I'm all for it. Frank from GoPro Wrestling gave me goggles at what yes. I think it was the I think it was Tournament of Survival. Because I was sitting front row. He's like, Are you sitting front row? I was like, Fuck yeah. I was like, I'm sitting front row. Smash me with light tubes. I'm like, wow. I want it. And then I remember like, I think it was your match. I think it was with Drew Parker, was it? And then I don't know, a light tube went flying at me. And I caught it in the arm. I got sliced. And then Brett came over to me. He's like, you're good. I was like, I'm fucking good. I was like, <laughs> I was like I'm good. Everybody's squeamish. I'm with that's it. A, that's a good thing. <laughs> I'm like, I don't care. You know. I mean, if you have front row, you pretty much kind of know. You're signing yourself up for something. I yeah. tell people this all the time. Like, you're front row at a, yeah. at a, at a show that's going to have a death match. And if you're not moving back, you're going to be showered with something at yeah. some point yeah it's just yeah. the way it is man yeah if i was a fan i would know exactly what i was yeah. getting into being front row in a show with a death match in it oh yeah like me like i'm used to it now so i'm like i want to be in all the action i was like i want to see the smashing right in front of me with the tubes and darts and all that crazy shit um but yeah, you should know. So even Sky said in the chat that I warned her for her first deathmatch tournament. Yeah. I was like, if you're gonna be front row, make sure you wear long pants, long sleeves, like get ready, cover your face. Mm -hmm. Now I just know, like usually if I know the glass is gonna shatter in my way, I'm throwing my arm up against my eyes. You need one of those nifty, you know, those uh, face coverings that everybody has been wearing for pandemic. <laughs> yeah. Like, you just need one of those in general for death matches because it covers your whole front of your face. And, like, glass flies, you're good. I'm going to make one. I'm going to get one and I'm going to bedazzle it. Because... <laughs> yeah, the shield. Yeah, the bedazzled shield. That's crazy. <laughs> I won't be forgotten there. Oh, no, man. Uh, Mark Axe is in the chat. Do you remember the first time you took something in a death match and how did it feel? Yes. Uh, uh, 
uh, I did a hardcore match with Danny Havoc uh, a couple years prior, but when I actually did my first death match with light tubes, um, we did something where like I went to block with the light tube over my head, and then he smashed it. Uh, he smashed both light tubes on top of my head, and then uh, you know me being fresh blood, obviously it was just covered, and it was almost like a moment of shock. I didn't know how to really uh, re- receive it. Mm-hmm. It was a very strange feeling. And um, afterwards, I was completely drained. But I think after you do it so many times, you kind of become used to mm-hmm. what to expect. And you you become used to, the, like, this, the feeling of, of the shock, I guess, of it all. Mm-hmm. But when you're, like – and you'll see this with a lot of guys who are newer into the genre. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, their first couple death matches, they're just trying to, like, get their footing. And you can kind of tell by just the way they pace themselves and um, the way they react to some of the uh, – the more uh, gruesome parts yeah. uh, that are being done upon them. My goodness. Goodness. Old pro now. Old pro. Uh, yeah. I, f- <laughs> I feel like last summer was such a good year um, at the showboat. I just feel like with GCW, like as as a whole. And, you know, I'm always going to talk about your match with Atticus, the second, the, your second match with Atticus, one of my favorites. And I know me and my best friend, Brad, we were saying, like, your first match with Atticus was great. And we just felt like your second match was like, we were like, how are you going to hit the bar even higher than your first match? And it did. And maybe, like, I, and maybe it also played with the fact that we were there to witness that. Yeah. But... Everything about this match of, like, the mat coming up, like, it was you guys going around the ring, all the freaking light tubes that were, oh, my God, the 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 circle, the spear of light tubes that you put Atticus in it, yeah. and then you hit him. Like, I have that, like, uh, video that I took, uh, and I was just like, damn. I was like, I'm just loving all these, these light tubes. But you guys had, like, really great chemistry. I mean, I don't know if there's, like, more that you want to, like, add – you know, to this match with you and Atticus. No, it was a really, it was a really good uh, match, but you know, there's, there, it's always the story. Like, I don't think it was, cause we did a couple spots in there where yeah. people were going to remember, but I think it was just the story of the whole mm-hmm. tournament. Like, I think every match, everybody, at least everybody in the tournaments and the matches themselves kind of had their little stories going on. Then you had the bigger story of, can I, uh, can I make that three peat? And I think that it was just a huge thing. It just, elevated it over the top outside of just the fact that it was a tournament a death match tournament yeah and the fact that it was there was tons of death matches it was more than that there's a story or anything yeah. so it made people become way more invested in the show mm-hmm. this is really 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 good if you have not watched this match go back and watch this match but yeah i feel like last summer had like so many so many great moments so many great matches like Again, like I said, maybe it's the fact that I'm being a little biased because I was there and I watched a lot of of the shows there. Um, But again, if you've never been to, you know, the showboat for GCW, you have to go. (laughs) Like, you know, take the flight in from wherever you are. Go. It's definitely. Yeah, I mean, you'll have a good time. It's Atlantic City. You could gamble. I'm sure there's some some uh, some spots they could go to after the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, it during the show if you're gonna be that risky. Uh, but then you know you have the show, you have uh, everything involved in that, and then it's Atlantic City. So yeah. I mean, 
it's almost a vacation all in itself. Yeah, def- definitely worth the the trip if you haven't gone. Uh, so let's talk H2O because obviously H2O is very special to me. Uh, I love it there. So obviously you've worked there for regular shows. I mean, you've worked a lot of Sean Henderson shows. So tell us some of your special moments for you. Um, winning the uh, Hardcore Kingdom, the first one, uh, was real a real special deal. Because I remember uh, they they kind of wanted uh, Danny Havoc to win. And I think it was between him and a, a few other the guys in the locker room, the veterans at the time. And they were like, Alex is Alex is the guy, next guy coming up. We need to put him up now because now is like the right time. And I mean, that if you think about it, that kind of like started everything for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that to me is like, a very, that's what makes H2O so special to me is they kind of like, they were there for me when I really didn't have much going on, you know, before I had my little breakout moments. And then even before, like before that, it was like right time, right place for H2O, at least for me. Uh, and I got to hold their title, which was a big deal. Mm-hmm. And I mean, look at them now. They're, they're really on the come up. They have a lot of things going on. I mean, you have, and also Sean, we could talk about Henderson. Mm-hmm. Uh, my love for Sean Henderson is beyond belief. Like, uh, He's just a great person yeah. in general, and I and anytime he brings me in, like I always keep keep in the back of my head, I want to do my best to give uh, him something to look forward to when it comes to his promotion and just what he's trying to do, mm-hmm. because he's take, putting enough belief to bring me in, you know, because that's time, that's money. Like anytime I know someone's investing time, money uh, into me outside of our friendship, because like I have love for. H2O, I have love for uh, Henderson, Tremont, and the rest of those guys. Anytime I'm being brought into Williamstown to do anything for any two, any of the both companies, like I want it to be special, which is why I had that match with Colby Carino at uh, yeah. the, the Henderson show, which I thought was a really awesome match. Yeah. If anyone hasn't seen it, check it out. It was pretty crazy. <laughs> um, and anytime I come in to H2O, I, I come in and try to give 130%, 150%, like uh, that's a very special area, such special place for me. So that's just, I just feel very strongly about those people. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. That barbed wire that like, I don't even know what to call it. That big thing of barbed yeah, wire. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I remember like seeing it. And I was like helping out like before I was doing some backstage stuff. And I remember I saw that big pile of like barbed wire. I'm like, Oh my God. I was like, what is this? I was like, this is, it was, I mean, it was a blood war. <laughs> this is a good time right here, yeah. pretty much. No, I love, I love everybody over at H2O. Sean's, Sean's amazing. Uh, he puts together such a great card. And I, I told him when I did one of the backstage interviews with him that, uh, and it's up on the channel. So if you guys like want to learn a little bit more, definitely go check out any Sean Henderson like on the Indie Talks episodes. And I did like a little backstage with him. And I was like, I gotta tell you, I was like, you know, obviously, like I know everybody over at h2o i was like but the nice thing i said about your promotion is i said you bring in sometimes names that i didn't even know existed and i was like and i become such a big fan i was like of these people that you bring in that i didn't know you know so that's one of the nice things that sean's got an eye for talent and i'll always tell him that like he he really does and he puts together some great um some great matches hey john campbell how are you um this guy says I have to take her to uh, Atlantic City if she comes here. Yes, I'm gonna take you everywhere if you come over to the states. I'm gonna I'm gonna show you, you know, the United States, well, New York, New Jersey, pretty much, and uh, yeah. New England scene. I'll I'll show you around over here. 
Um, so I have fan tweets from my friend Carl, who's a huge fan of you. He goes, I want to know more about the War Games match. How did you prepare for it? The atmosphere in the room, where where you were in there? Um, I, I think it just like everything before that was always pre- preparation. Um, but when it comes to, to things like that, I just think like the things that I'm doing currently at the moment before those those type of things happen, I think that's just all preparation in general, just all the death matches I've been in, um, the big crowds I've worked in front of, and uh, the chemistry that I have with all those guys. Like I've pretty much been in the ring with most of those guys in a one-on-one situation, so it wasn't uh, too hard for me to know what to expect in that match. And um, that that's my first big-time War Games match, but I've been in other... Uh, war games type matches for smaller promotions and other promotions around the country. So it's not like my first rodeo net style of match, but uh, it, it was a big deal. I could literally remember uh, after the match, I think we were all celebrating and bright like passes by me as he's trying to corral us to get to the back. Cause it was getting rowdy out there. He's like, take it in boys. This is history right here. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, it was a real special moment. There's a lot of real special moments, man. Like even like the Hall of the Hall of Fame that was going on like uh recently what GCW did, you know, as the you know, for the indies as a whole, like a lot of special moments. Like I, I feel like the last year has been like really hot in in the indies. Uh I mean <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I I'd say GCW uh uh, especially, I mean, when everything shut down, they were still running, and even up to this point, now I think a lot of promotions are starting back up. Uh, PWG starting back up. Ring of Honor's getting ready to come back. A lot of other uh, smaller indie promotions are running more shows now. Yeah, yeah. You know, so like, it's like the the competition in the playing field is going to be widened again. So it's like going to be interesting to see uh how gcw uh rebounds after uh this big show in hammerstein like where what what happens next you know and right. i think that's the question in everybody's head in everybody's heads and minds um so i even i someone who wrestles there is i'm interested in seeing what's going to happen next because they are always pulling something out of their sleeve yeah and then and then you got the jcw and then the la mm-hmm. la fights like you got a lot of great things coming up, especially with all these like new upcoming talent. It gives that spotlight for all the new kids, which which is great. And you know, I've been I've been loving everything there as well, uh, which which is so fun. So definitely, if you guys aren't checking out those promotions either, definitely uh, look into that. Um, so Carl's other question, he said, also from the show, what was it like in the locker room when Moxley came out and uh, defeated Cardona for the championship? And does he think he will get uh, a Cologne versus Moxley match? Um, I'd, I'd hope so. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess we can only wait and see. I mean, I, I wish I could guarantee something like that. It'd be amazing. Um, I'm always looking for big matches like that. I feel like that's just ways for me to prove myself. Uh, cause I'm always asking myself what's next after the next big thing. All right, what do I do now? <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. Uh, the, the atmosphere when Mox was in there, I think it, it at that point is pretty normal. Mm-hmm. I think th- when he came around that first time, um, and did the bid the first time before he won uh, the title. Um, it, what huge deal, I guess, people were talking about. But he's someone I was used to seeing anyway before that. When I was in CCW, before he was in WWE, uh, I was around for that. So it was just Mox is just Mox to me. So I don't think yeah. about it in that kind of way. I think 
for the most part, the GCW locker room is pretty professional when we ha- when we have a uh, bigger name talent in there like Jeff Jarrett, which yeah. Jeff Jarrett's super awesome. Yeah. Uh, I had great interactions with Jeff Jarrett. Um, so like people like that, uh, Sean Waltman's another one. I got to talk to, I got to pick uh, Sean Waltman's brain for about five minutes um, after uh, the Hammerstein uh, ladder match, and uh, he's awesome. So, uh, you know, the locker room at GCW is, is just super, we're super professional. Everybody likes to have a good time, but like no one's going to show their ass or no one's going to be, uh, quote unquote, I want to say marking out. Cause that, I feel like such a diss sometimes to people, but like yeah. no one's going to be overly excited. Like we're fanboys of all the people that we see come in, mm-hmm. but, uh, we're all pretty professional. We've all been trained properly to know not to, uh, be, overly exaggerating with our mannerisms as <laughs> somebody yeah. walks into the building <laughs> sometimes we do don't get it played if something catches me off guard you'll probably see me in the back of the crowd somewhere like sneaking a peek and jumping up and down <laughs> that's gotta be fun though like again like you said like hammerstein like how cool is that did you like think that that would happen like jeff jarrett like here he is gc like no, who thought so that yeah, it's just... that's so strange, but I think it's a great move because it's just very unexpected. Right. Like right. that's just and and I mean clearly he could still move around the ring, so it wasn't like you you were bringing in somebody that barely could move. Like yeah. he was still moving in the ring pretty gingerly. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean that's only good for business. Yeah. No, it was it was really really cool to see. So, but just like you said, and even like I was saying earlier to someone i was like now you know i do these interviews and a lot of these guys you know like even like you and you know other people that i've had on the podcast maybe like you know episode one i was nervous to meet people and talk to people and like talk to people backstage and now it's like i feel like okay well i see you guys like you know like i interact with you guys whether it's at the shows or if i'm backstage doing backstage stuff for the channel you know so it's like you're just like me and i think i think i finally like got over that fear of like, okay, you guys really are just like me, <laughs> like pretty much, you know, like you're just here entertaining us, you know, that's pretty, pretty much what it is. So, um, yeah, <laughs> too funny. I mean, Hey, you do it for so long, it becomes less of a questionnaire and more of a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's why it's so fun. So I know Sky messaged me, so she feels a little better now, like when she meets you. So, uh, if she comes to meet you in UK, I can't throw her to the bus to you because I'm not coming. But, you know, if she was here, I would throw her under the bus because I'm pretty bad like that. And I always love telling the story with um, uh, Jewel. Well, you know Jewel. Uh, yeah. And she was so nervous. And I just had did the podcast like this was last year, I think. No, two years ago or a year and a half ago, something like almost two years ago. And I remember I had did the interview with John Wayne Murdoch and uh she was like i want to meet him and i was like all right let's go meet him no and like i had to drag her because she was so nervous to meet him and i was like he's like the nicest dude i was like why are you so worried and she started crying and then he came over and he's like don't cry don't cry don't cry (laughs) i love it i love it um so another cool thing so i want to talk about is the gcw patreon so i mean if people aren't aware by now you know if someone's like coming just tuning in now for the first time maybe they don't know you um you know maybe you can give a little bit to the people of you know your podcast that you do on there yeah so uh me and someone by the name of Stephen a <laughs> a good friend of mine he's a little outlandish uh, a little into the conspiracies and 
the drama of uh, this world, uh, this world's stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we run a podcast for GCW that's about deathmatch wrestling. We talk about it. We we throw our opinions. We do some little side talk. Um, I think it's it's a good time. Um, you know, we get at times we get a little wild. You know, but I mean, who doesn't? It's a it's yeah. podcasting. It's a it's all always as I say. It's uh, people's opinions. And, um, you know, it's it's all in fun and all to have a good time. And sometimes I like to ruffle some feathers just to twist twist people's licorice sticks a little bit. <laughs> you do. It's pretty entertaining. I've sat in cars with uh, Brad uh, and he's played and he's like, oh, my God, you got to listen to this. I'm like, oh, boy. <laughs> so definitely subscribe to, to that if you're not. Uh, love it to the chat. Little Louie, low life Louie's son. Yeah. He goes... He goes, yo, brother Alex, if you had one last match and one last opponent, who would it be? And what stipulation would you want the match to be? Um, uh, it, I've already wrestled Homicide, but if I got to have uh, one last match, it, I may, might say him because he's just somebody that, that I looked up to even before I got into the business. Um, as a fan, it was like if there was somebody I wanted to be like that I could kind of, I guess, relate to kind of, it was Homicide. Like, you know, just being Puerto Rican, having that kind of living that that life, you know, yeah. rice, beans, chicken. You know what I mean? <laughs> being out in the streets with your friends, balling, acting a fool, yeah. you know, acting like you think you're thuggish, ruggish and shit. Uh, <laughs> but like that's just he reminded me of people I was friends with yeah. in school, just like outland, just crazy dudes that that were just ready to throw down at any time. And um, they just drew me to him because I was like, that's just, you know, I mean, that's like a group of people I would hang out with. That's somebody that, that I would probably be like my cousin or something. Yeah. Um, and uh, he's just a veteran in this business. He's somebody I look up to. And uh, he's he, he's just one of the best, man. And I feel like there could be nobody um, other than him and even some of my friends, you know, Schlack, um, Eric Ryan, guys, those guys. Like, if I got to wrestle any of those guys and then you throw Homicide in there, uh for a last match um that's what i would want but i promise myself when i have a last match uh no one's gonna know it's my last match i'm just gonna have have the match and then that's it no one's gonna know <laughs> that's so that's my goal literally because uh, we can't do this forever deathmatch wrestling is is great and you you have nick gage he's still doing it um he's older than me um but it, for me personally like having a daughter and i want to be able to try to live uh, a life after deathmatch wrestling. So it's like uh, when it's my time to go, I'm probably not going to lay when I know it's my last match. And I know there'll be promoters who'll be like, you you need to say this as you let know. I don't. <laughs> I'm just going to have it. I'm like, uh, not take any more bookings. Uh, thanks for the, the time and peace. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, I, that's the way I want to go. I want to kind of go uh, under the covers. I don't want anyone to see me leaving. I just want to leave. <laughs> Uh, Matt Awesome's in the chat. He goes, "What's good, brother? Hope all is well, man. Got to bring you a coquito next time." And then he says, oh, yes, "Hashtag please. Puerto Rican power." Please. Oh man, his coquito is good. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's I, good. I have to, see, you can't say that. My mom, my mom's makes good coquito, and it's like I didn't get to go. Uh, I didn't get to stop by the house because she's literally on the way to Atlantic City, so mm-hmm. I could just hop off of the expressway for yeah. two minutes, pick something up, and then hop back on. And I'm in Atlantic City, and like. 30 35 minutes Mm -hmm. so i didn't get to stop through this coming season Mm. and he was talking about coquito and aj gray's over there running around like oh god coquito like what (laughs) 
How do you, you're not even Puerto Rican, bro? How are you? Nah, that ain't fair. I need, so uh, you already know what it is. You know what you got to bring me when you can. Just everybody, just bring it to him. Just, just, just bring it. It doesn't need yep. to be Christmas or whatever. Just, just bring it. So, but yeah, Madawa Sims is good. He brought me some. Uh, God, over a year ago, I think it was. So I gotta bring him cookies. So <laughs> gotta, gotta make it happy. I gotta be the judge. I gotta be the judge, jury, and executioner, cause, cause I am a savant of coquito. So we're about to find out. Oh damn! Can I like film this for the channel? Cause that'd be fun. I feel like <laughs> that you ask your mom to bring some or whatever, and then like I'm like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna do we're gonna have some judges here. We'll get some judges and see. <laughs> She be she's the hookup during the during the Christmas season. She's always like she'll just have like wine bottles everywhere. I'm like, mom, why do you have wine bottles all over the house? Cause she's just making coquito for everybody, like pa pa pa, making her money. It's crazy. <laughs> I love it. Uh, there was another question. Where is it? Uh, John Campbell's in chat. He goes, "What's the dream match? And what was his hardest match he was in?" Uh, I don't know if I have a dream match per se anymore. Like my dream match as a young wrestler was homicide. I got to wrestle him in GCW, which was really awesome. Um, him giving me his bandana at the end of the match was like, I don't know if you can ask for anything else than just the amount of respect, like for somebody like that to just like give you a piece of him like that was crazy. So I don't know if I really have a dream match anymore per se. Uh, and dream matches are so such a tough. I don't know how people like honestly answer that those type yeah. of questions because being in the business for 15 years, like I've wrestled everybody and anybody I could think of. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, like uh, I've already had my dream match. So it's more sh more so uh, enjoying these last few years as a professional wrestler. Mm -hmm. uh, hardest match, hmm. probably one that I did horribly in. So I wrestled Chris Dickinson one time. And um, I could just remember him screaming at me because it just the match wasn't going well. <laughs> oh, no. I was not I was not in in whatever shape I needed to be in. And I just remember me and him talking before the match. He was like, "Yeah, I'm excited. It's gonna be good. So we haven't worked each other." And it just did not go well. <laughs> and I just felt so bad because it was like disappointing. It was like disappointing an older cousin or something. I was like, oh man, like I should have knew better. <laughs> but uh, we talked after that. He was like, yeah, it was what it was. Uh, like, yeah, I mean that's wrestling. Not every not everybody's gonna click uh, a certain way, and it's understandable. The guy is a professional though. Yeah, I can't help but like admire his skills in the ring. Like um, he truly is one of the best. That's why I, I mean I put people over, but I put Chris over huge because. I just think like when it comes to like that all Japan Japanese style, like he's exactly what that is as an American. Like he's the best representative I feel like we have uh, when it comes to like wrestling guys like Minoru Suzuki and all yeah. those dudes. Like I'd put Chris up against any of them guys. Like yeah. he's one of the best. Yeah, he's so great. Uh, Rob Craig's in the chat. He goes a big thanks to go out for putting together the Takeda benefit. I love seeing the Deathmatch family reach out to help each other in times of need. Anything you could sneak preview or tease? Well, he actually we talked about it earlier. So you know he gave like a whole list of things. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's coming. Yeah. I have. I'm putting a Bloodfighter jersey up for auction too. Oh. So uh, everybody be on the lookout because I know people are always asking me where do I, how do I get them? Like get on get on the internet and start searching. Find yourself a Chinese. Uh, manufacturing company and start pumping them things out because <laughs> uh, that's your boys searching so i'm gonna put one of them up i'll sign it if somebody wants me to personalize it i'll personalize it signing mm -hmm. it mm -hmm. um so that'll be up for auction i have uh i was telling someone i was telling steve i think 
Uh, I have a Takeda hat literally from when he started wrestling. It was like one of his first reversal oh, hats wow. because he does a collaboration with a MMA company called Reversal. So they like they do his shorts and stuff, and he'll have special T-shirts and hats that are Reversal uh, sponsored. Mm-hmm. So I have one of his first hats from Reversal. I think it was like 2013 or 14. It might have even been before then, maybe 2012. Um, I've had that hat for a very long time. And I'm going to put it up in auction. Hopefully, you could get some good money for it because it is, honestly, it's a relic of his, like, wrestling history. So, I have a lot of great items uh, yeah. going up for um, for uh, auction. I have a Danny Havoc item going up for auction, too. I haven't uh, spoken about it yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, GCW weekend's coming up. So, um, somebody who's close to his mother-in-law, or actually his brother-in-law, is the one who reached out and said, Hey, I have this. It's like a scarf talish thing. And it was from uh, Oktoberfest in Japan. And I think he had it uh, around the time where he wrestled Takeda. Like, it was around that same tour. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's this Oktoberfest, like, towel thingy, thingamajig that I'm going to put up for auction that I'll probably bid on myself and uh, see if I can help raise that bid up some um, because I honestly want it too. So <laughs> I'm going to play it fair and square. There you and go. Look, look, I ain't rolling in money, but... Yeah, if I have that merch money, y'all better watch out because <laughs> it won't be mine. Go um, buy his merch. Buy it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, buy my merch. Um, also, I've been talking. I talked to uh, to Marcus Crane's uh, girlfriend, Angel. She talked to his family, and they were talking about wanting to put his uh, Riot Shield up for auction, too, in the auction. So that might be going up. I'm going to reach out to them within the next week so I can double uh, confirm. And um, that may be something you will see in the auction as well, which I will probably bid on that as well, too. <laughs> You're going to see he wins everything. <laughs> I'm not going to win everything. I don't have that much money, but I want us all to come together of and, course. like, really raise some money for yeah. the guys. So, everybody, bring your wallets. Don't be cheap. I get it. We yeah. all – trust me, I have a day job, too. Um, but I'm sure everyone can find a $100, $200 in their savings somewhere uh, because there's going to be a lot of stuff that, honestly, I think people are going to want. I have some Sick Nick Mondo stuff signed. Uh, just going to be so much stuff. Like It's going to be an it, all It's going to come out within the coming week or two. It's going to come out. And then on the 22nd, we're going to auction everything off uh, to some good homes. Awesome. So let's go, everyone. Let's get ready. Get your wallets. Matt Awesome says, if you don't like it, I'll take a light tube. Damn. That's wow. And I know. Matt does not want to do anything deathmatchy. The most that he's done was Legos, and I know he bitched about that. Um, uh, you ever step on, like, a micro machine or something? <laughs> Things hurt. <laughs> but I know he wasn't going to be doing any light tubes or anything, so if he's telling you, you know, if you don't like his coquito, that uh, you, he, you could hit him with a light tube. Damn. Wow. That's rough. Wow. It's serious. So. That's, I mean, <laughs> I mean, he's putting a, a top rating on that coquito. Right I know. He better, he better label that joint. <laughs> I better see a custom label on. It's <laughs> 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 a Michelin star of coquito. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dawn's in the chat. She goes, "What's your worst injury you ever had?" Um, I, I've had, I had one after Danny Havoc's initial retirement match where. Uh, we did the Spanish fly off the ladder. I kind of landed on the top of my head, but also my hand got cut up real bad, um, which later on in the hospital caused me to go into shock for a second. Oh, wow. Um, which is never a good thing. It was pretty scary. But uh, my hand was like literally like split wide open, and I have a pretty big scar. Like I'll probably show you next time you're at a show, but I have a pretty yeah. big scar on my uh, right hand. Um, outside of that, the only other major injury, and I'm, I don't 
know if I have wood around here because I've really I always tempt myself every time I talk about it. I've torn my uh, left AC joint twice and I've kind of separated uh, my one joint in my shoulder one time, but that's something that you can't honestly fix. You have to let it kind of heal on its own. Oh, wow. But outside of that, uh, knock on wood, I haven't broken any bones and oh, I've dislocated my my one finger at Masters of Pain halfway through the match and finished the match with a dislocated finger and then drove three hours back home and then went to my hospital to have it put back into place. But, you know, that's just, yeah, yeah. I dislocated it halfway through the match at Masters of Pain, um, finished the match with a dislocated finger, basically using my one arm, um, got out the ring, somehow got the glove off my hand with a dislocated finger, wrapped it up, uh, uh, Buddy bandaged it to the other finger, um, hopped in a car, drove three hours back to to, uh, to Dayton area, and then went to the hospital 10 minutes from me. My goodness. Um, yep, hopped in another car, went to the hospital 10 minutes, and then they just uh, reload, um, undislocated it, or however Oof. you say it. Oof. Put, <laughs> it, put back. it back. Put it back in place. Yeah, yeah. Oof. My God. Man, like, you know, imagine, like, stopping at, uh, you know, the drive through and, like, hands out the window, dislocated. Yeah, I'll take a shake. <laughs> like, Hanging yeah, out. Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> uh, Matt said, listen, Homicide, Low Key, Dan Moth, AJ Gray, Alley Catch, and Two Cold Scorpio. Love the Coquito. So LOL. <laughs> uh, Damn. Man, there it is. There it is. Yes. Yeah, Scorp likes it. I know it's got to be real. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cody in the chat says, you're a true professional, Alex, for always being a true professional and always doing business right. I have nothing but respect for workers that make up bookings that they end up missing. Uh, low uh, life Louis son Louis says Alex Cologne versus low life Louis too. I'm in. Louis already knows I'm in, so that, <laughs> they ain't even a thing. Whenever Louis's ready, I'm ready. There you go. Okay, so let's do a positive. I know I told you a little bit about this before. So I like uh, wrestling with positivity is dear to my heart. Anybody that listens to this podcast knows that I ask this. Every person that comes onto this podcast with all that negative, we focus on the positive. Um, so I've actually finished my project too. It's going up on Valentine's Day. So make sure you're subscribed to the channel so you can see that video as well. Um, so, you know, I'm going to ask you, is there anything that sticks out to you, whether it was something you done for a fan maybe you've done something for a wrestler maybe a fan's done for you maybe a wrestler's done for you something positive that a normal fan wouldn't know that you know that had happened i'm trying to think oh I mean, not that anything that fans don't because fans are always normally yeah. blessed like i have fans that'll bless me with action figures because everybody knows yeah i'm a action figure aficionado I'm looking for that goon figure. Any of you guys see it at your local Wally Mart? Hit me up. Uh, I'll send you some merch. I'm always I'm always weird about when it comes to people giving me gifts and stuff. That's one thing I can say. Like a lot of fans will always like hook hook me up with stuff, but I always get weird about that. And nine times out of ten, I always end up giving fans merch or something signed. Mm -hmm. I'm always the type of person. If you're giving me something, I feel like I have to give you something back. Mm -hmm. You know. I don't know if it's like the the I'm not Japanese, but it's like the Japanese spirit in, in me is mm -hmm. like if you give me a present, I have to give you one back at some point, mm -hmm. which is what I love about the a lot of the Japanese wrestlers is like if you give them a gift nine times out of ten, the next time you see them uh, around the way, they'll uh, give you a gift. It's always it's just like a brother type of thing. But yeah. like with fans, it falls with the same thing. Like I have Dorito and Rosenberg and all those guys uh, hook me up all the times 
all the time with uh, stuff they find. They're like, here, mm-hmm. here's a gift, and then I'm always hooking them up as well. So mm-hmm. I, I can't think of any specific instances, uh, so to speak. Um, I wish I was a way better person and had uh, more glorified stories to tell you, but <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Uh, uh, maybe because I'm just I try to be a good person 24 yeah. seven and not just for specific moments. No, like, no, you know, no, no. Because like... sometimes like things like you know like comes into the brain that something happened that could be like the most smallest thing that's like such a positive. Like I said, I like to focus on the positive because there is so yeah. much negative or whatever. So there's always like I feel like very blessed that again like between working and podcast and you know getting to be able to be backstage with a lot of you guys and you know doing stuff backstage and I I see a lot. Um, and a lot of people don't get to see that, you know, like I get to see it. So that's why I yeah. like to bring that light into, uh, you know, podcast land pretty no, much. I, I, no, I hear that. Um, you know, something that, that you just saying that like did bring to my attention, you know, I've had a couple fans come up to me and just like express to me, like, like how much, what, whatever it is I do in the ring, I guess like helps them in life. Like if I've had a, fans reach out to me and and tell me that they've they've had times in their life where they wanted to commit suicide and just like watching me live my dream and and you know watching me in the ring just motivates them to want to not do that and want to do better things with themselves in life in general and i've had stories like that not just with the with the whole suicide thing because i don't like to talk about that type of stuff but like just people like going through depression and having hard times in life and just telling me hey like watching you wrestle like helped me out in some way you know right. and that to me is important because i've had people come up to me and say stuff like that and it's like i sometimes i don't know how to react to that and i wish i had a better reaction like a more embracing reaction mm-hmm. um and the best i can do is just keep trying to live my dream because i know like somebody's looking at me for inspiration which i don't want I don't want to be a role model for anybody because I feel like we should all like take ourselves into accountability and do better for ourselves and not have to look to somebody else to be like, Hey, I need to do better because this person is doing better. You know what I mean? But like, if I see, if I see something I'm doing is affecting somebody positively, I want to keep trying to do as many positive things as I can do. Cause like, as you can tell, being on social media all the time, it isn't helping anybody's um self-esteem out so <laughs> yeah. so like i want to at least uh do my best to uh to help uh people out at least in some type of way i'm a very helpful person as you can tell yeah yeah no like i said you know this is something that you know i like to incorporate because we see so much negative and again like the stories even something like that like you know that that's a very meaningful like that somebody feels that way you know like that that they could reach out to you like you help me through this you know like we do like we especially like someone like me i mean i have you know i have my own health issues and like i feel like wrestling's my escape that I don't have to sit here and think about the issues that I have, you know, that it's like I could have those moments of like an hour or three hours to just have fun, you know, and not think about, you know, issues, you know, or being in pain all the time, you know? Yeah. I mean, I tell everybody, uh, do, you know, don't, don't waste time. Don't, I tell people at my shoot job all the time because I, where I work, there's a lot of people who are in college. There's a lot of younger guys, younger people who kid, um, guys girls um you know so forth and so forth um and they're they're working at a job and it's no offense to my shoot job i'm just like you guys need to be doing more with your life like if you're young go out there and get it like hustle do whatever you have to do to like do something that you're gonna love to do like i i 
yeah, I suffered having to work a shoot job and and deal with the minimum wage uh, dependencies that this government get, uh, roasts upon me. But I get to wrestle and live that part of my dream. And um, I get to share it with everyone else. So I feel like, uh, you know, this is a journey that more so isn't isn't just me. It's sharing it with all you guys. Yeah. So I tell everyone, don't squander your time. Um, use it wisely. Because, like, I was once 23 just breaking into the wrestling business. I broke in kind of late, 23. Um, and time flew. Time really flew. So I get to meet all these younger wrestlers that are 18. And I'm like, you have so much time. Like, make use of that time. And not even in wrestling, obviously, as I was saying in my shoot job, it's like I tell the younger folk, like, hey, um, use your time to the best of your abilities. And if you don't, if you can't think of anything, find something like there's got to be something out there you want. So go after it because time literally is of the essence. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's great, great stuff. You know, it's funny you bring up like, you know, again, like these young kids, uh, whatever, which is crazy. And a bunch of them, they've been on this podcast, you know? Um, so, you know, for people out there, like in your opinion, who should, who should we all be looking out for? Like, who do you think is like the ones like coming up that we really should be keeping tabs on? Uh, tons of tons of young people. They got to get their heads out their uh, their rears. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've had wrestlers when I was two years in the business. They'd be like, "You're good, but you have to get your head out your ass." Mm -hmm. And I feel like I kind of understand that now. Yeah, you know, Marcus Mathers, Billy, Billy, young Billy, um. Yo-Ya, Janai, um, I, there's so many, yeah. there's so much young talent uh, coming in. Uh, Nick Wayne, I love Nick Wayne. Oh, yeah. Nick Bruce Wayne is one of my favorites. He's just a joy to be around of, and he's, or be around um, with, and he, he's only going to get better, and he's already yeah. good, so it's crazy. It, Jordan Oliver is fairly young, too. Yeah. I like his, like, you know, his senpai kohei uh, relationship with Nick Wayne, even though they're both young as balls. Yeah. It makes me laugh. I'm like, <laughs> both of you guys, get out of here. Like, how, how many years apart do you guys have, two? Like, I'm 37 years old. Come talk to me. Uh, but, like, ah, that, that those groups of people, yeah. I feel like they have so much time and they're so good already. Yeah. Um, Yo, yo, get your act together. I always tell him all the time. He has so much potential. Um, he's not, he's not leaning into that potential. Like, and I've been there. It's like, you're worried about helping everybody else, which is fine. But at some point you have to worry about yourself as well. Cause yeah. it's a, unfortunately it's a selfish business. If you don't have yourself in mind to some degree, you're going to get left in the dust. So he'll learn, he'll learn. Yeah, but, uh, and there's obviously people I'm not naming. There's there's tons of the H2O students who have so much potential. They just have to find themselves more, and that just yeah. comes with experience. Like all the the people I've named are really good, and people yeah. that I haven't named that I see on a regular basis, all you guys are are really good. Uh, some have found themselves more so than others, but mm -hmm. the, uh, I mean the potential is only going to grow from here on out. Like it, I feel like until you are. 15 years in the business over 10 years in the business you really haven't scratched the surface of who you are when it comes to being in the ring and being whatever character you are whatever person you are when it comes to wrestling aspects and that's something that they'll gain in experience and time yeah 
Wow. Oh, it's funny because like I had like one last question. It was pretty much going to be like, you know, what, you know, a piece of advice for, you know, any anything updated, because I know I always end my my podcast off like that, you know, and you gave some advice the last time and you, you kind of did. I mean, I don't know if there's anything else that you want to touch base on, like, you know, for those people that just starting to train or thinking about getting into training. Yeah. Um, if you're going to do it, go all in. Uh, uh, something I tell uh, two guys I know really well who I'm going to shout out on this podcast mm-hmm. uh, Kevin Gies, uh, Ace Perry are two yes. guys I feel like have massive amounts of potential and they're from the Midwest uh, and I always tell them their biggest detriment is they like staying home too much they like staying close to the, the Midwest area you yeah. have to if you want to be successful in wrestling you have to go where to where the action is the action's not coming to you you have to go there you have to literally take whatever time you have and fully immerse yourself in this. If you're looking to become a professional wrestler and you just want to do it, you know, because it's something to have fun, that's fine. But make sure you understand that fully before you fully engage every piece of yourself into it, because someday you'll you'll regret. You know, what I mean, you don't want to regret. You don't want to wake up and be like, man, there was a time I thought about maybe I could take this more seriously because somebody said this, but. I decided that I was just doing this to have fun. Um, you know, just like people have told me in the past, if you're in a company and you don't want to be number one, you need to reevaluate what you're doing in that company. Just like in wrestling, if you're not in it a hundred percent, you're not in it because you want to be the top guy somewhere because you want to make money. You want to make a living off of this. Uh, you want to have belts. Um, you want to be famous to some degree, which is a very shallow thing to say, but to be honest, honest, it's professional wrestling. It's like TV. Right. You're trying to be famous to some degree. Um, then you need to sit down and reevaluate this if this is what you want to do. And if you're sure this is what you want to do, then I suggest you put your foot to that gas and you do whatever it takes to be seen. And remember, always remember, go to where the action is, take your opportunities, see the world every chance you get. If there's a chance for you to hop in a car, hop in that car. If there's a chance that you could shell out some money to hop on a plane and stay somewhere for a week or two and learn across seas, do it. Like, Whatever chance you can take, take it because it'll pay off in the end. Trust me, I know. Uh, and I've squandered a lot of opportunities too, but I have taken some. And um, the ones that I've taken have paid off. And the ones that I haven't taken, I will always regret till after I'm done wrestling. So definitely take every opportunity uh, to make whatever dream you're trying to make come true. That's yeah. it. That's great advice great great advice i love it's it. real advice <laughs> no it is it is real. so like i mean it's great because we do have those fans that you know just started training or they're thinking about getting into it like there's a bunch that you know so i like i always say even even to some of the students you know like i tell them all the time i'm like you know my interviews with a lot of people that i come on here you know like it's beneficial as a whole i was like because i was like i get to sit here i get to talk with my favorite wrestlers you know but some of the stuff that i ask it benefits for so many different people the fans you know, the wrestlers that they can learn off for you because there's always fans in here like Sky who will take notes and take everything that you say very seriously and to help them grow better. You know, so that's why I always say that that I like doing these interviews. I was just talking about Ryan Redfield. Shout out to him. Like we were just talking about that yesterday and I was telling him, I was like, you should watch like this particular interview with this particular person, I would say, because I was like, you learn a lot. I was like, I learned a lot and I'm not even in the business. I'm just the podcast girl who gets the shit, sit here and talk with you guys, you know, 
know, so, you know, but it's, it's, it's really good stuff. And you and you are, you're really, really real. Uh, Chris in the chat says, when's Cologne versus Murdoch two? I was the, I was at the first one. So good. The gusset two point, uh, two times four spot was wild. Uh, hopefully soon. Um, we'll see. He's been calling me out, but it's like, yeah, of course you're calling me out. I'm not even supposed to be in the country. So we'll see what happens. Um, you know, uh, this is only the start of this story. So uh, we'll see where uh, the roads take us. Um, I'm definitely not done with him yet, and he's definitely not done with me yet. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. So uh, what do you got coming up? I have a couple of posters, but you busy, man. Like, you like, so I I'm only, I, I only when have. When I tell you. Take your opportunities. Um, Sky's listening, Sky. If this is what you want to do, every chance you get, take it. If you get a chance to go overseas, take it. If you get a chance to go to another city to a show, even if you're not on it, take it. You get a chance to learn from somebody who's been in it for a few years, take it. Because wow. that's the only way you're going to make it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Agreed. So that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. So, uh, <laughs> that's why I'm so booked up. Like, people, I, I get... My worst detriment is I uh, I agree to do podcasts and sometimes they slip my mind and I feel so bad and then people get so mad at me. I'm like, ah, oh, no. <laughs> like I'm just so, I have so much going on. Yeah, I job. I'd be a nuisance. It's, it's rough. <laughs> I'd be a nuisance. I check in. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, just I check know. it in. No, I told you. I told you. I know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, you have to remind me because it will slip. I'll get, I'll get busy like running yeah. around with Lily playing Candyland or something, yeah. or like doing, or like doing something on the computer that yeah. like, or I'll be doing laundry, something ridiculous, yeah. and then it'll just slip my mind, and then you'll hit me up two hours later and be pissed off at me, and it's like it's better if you remind no, me no, a I, bunch. No, I'll never, it comes up. I'll never be pissed off at you. I just appreciate that you take the time to do th this podcast with me. Like I can't, like I said, I thank you so much. You know, like coming on, chatting with me for a little hour. I know, like you're very busy. You know, like I said, you know. So again, thank you. But yeah, so give us some. I have again, like the the only flyers that I have up here is you know we got sean shows coming up next weekend it's gonna be crazy i got the gcw going on and then and then we have uh Jim, jimmy's jimmy's birthday you know yeah. event too Jim like hey jimmy lloyd you better mother effing pay wait dude am i and i didn't ask jimmy lloyd this i hate that i'm putting his business oh wait wait let's tag him wait <laughs> we should tag him jimmy and like lloyd. jimmy lloyd is the most jimmy lloyd jimmy lloyd will ever be because i agree to do this show I didn't talk to him about getting any money. So what's going to happen is Jimmy Lloyd's going to be like, I don't have, uh, I don't know that I can pay you, Alex. Uh, it was my birthday. I thought you were going to do this for my birthday. I'm like, great, Jimmy, but you got to go into Wawa. And these are the things I need. <laughs> because, listen, Jimmy is not rich, okay? And he's, he's going to pull this on me. And I'm going to be like, man, oh, I'm not making any money on the show. How am I going to eat? And I'm going to force Jimmy to buy me food on his birthday, which is horrible. But listen to me, people, all right? I'm putting my body on the line for his birthday. So I got to get something out of this. <laughs> the Wawa up the block from H2O that has that coffee. Remember when I walked in that and I was making a face at you because the coffee was disgusting? Like, <laughs> It's a small Wawa. It you got to go to a bigger one. I got to go to the nicer one that's like on the way from when yep. I come from New York because there's yep. that big one on the main strip. But then you got mm -hmm. that little baby Wawa and I'm like I was so yeah. cold that day and I walked in. I'm like making sour face. I'm it's like, 
<laughs> throw the shit out. <laughs> I was like, oh, this was it was it was disgusting. But yeah, you're busy. Like again, like just just some of what is coming up within like the next couple of weeks. Like, yeah. well, I should just say next weekend, pretty much. You are busy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, the sad part is a lot of times things will come end up coming up within the month. So I have, uh, and I'm looking at my calendar right now, so I can hit give uh, yeah. specific dates. Otherwise, but yeah, I have the big weekend coming up. Uh, not obviously not this weekend, but next weekend I will be at Jimmy's, uh, Jimmy Lloyd's uh, show, aka his birthday bash, aka Jimmy's gonna buy me Wawa on uh, Thursday the seventeenth. <laughs> um, and then uh, I will be back and forth from Henderson's to GCW, hoping H two O is running a show this weekend. Or yes, this but it's tomorrow. at it's at Atlantic City. It's, it's so it's maybe in the show you book. might see me there too as well because I do not fly back into Dayton till Monday morning, so I will probably be at the H two O show as well. Just if anything, hanging out. And uh, outside of that, I don't really have anything set in stone. I do have um, TNT, where I will be wrestling Clint Margera on the 10th. Um, I will be hopefully winning a title and bringing it back to America. And then uh, in April, I will be at Deathmatch Down Under in Australia for a bunch of dates. Uh, And then I will come back home for a couple days. And I will leave for England again at the end of April into the first weekend of may awesome. and then from there it's tos season yes so where he wins a fourth time <laughs> yeah. oh, and piss a lot of people off in the process. well you won't piss me off i'm here with it that, so. listen to me as long as i can see a couple people in the crowd going yeah that's all i need the rest of boo the rest listen it was getting that way with atticus in the last one it was like man it's looking 50 50 right now yeah <laughs> which i'm like whatever what do you think john cena cries about winning titles people do that all the time yeah. <laughs> but he would still win them titles so i'm gonna still go in there and take my crown it's just the way it's gonna be um kodiak is in the chat will you be back at time bomb pro this year uh not that i know of but Eric knows my social media. Eric, hit me up if you're listening. If you're not, hit up Time Bomb Pro. Tell me you want to see me. I'm sure me and Eric can talk and work something out. I would love to come back um, to the Dakotas and uh, perform for Time Bomb Pro. They're a class act. So let's make it happen. Awesome. Again, power of social media, guys. Definitely hit it up. You know, yes. get them booked. I, people everywhere. don't get it. They're like, uh, we're, we're fans. It doesn't know. It's 2022. No. Trust me. Promoters want fans to want to ask for people because then it's like it brings it to their attention it's like yeah. man this person wants to see alex like, like i'm saying i'm going to england so if enough people hop on the i want to see alex bandwagon and i'm going to come to the show if alex is there then they're going to be in my dms like yeah hey what do we got to do to get you here all right let's work something out instead of me having a you know uh uh hey sir can i uh can i offer you some uh, cookies but can i get on your show too like <laughs> 2022 let's let's upgrade a little bit let's help me out all right let's help let's let's help me show up so i can perform in front of you guys and go wild it works it works i I always like i said at the beginning of this interview i was like i had alex on and i wanted to see him in akira and i remember clipping that shit and posting it but like that's what I do, too. That's why I like manifesting matches on this podcast mm-hmm. as well, because sometimes it works. Sometimes it actually happens. I mean, Abs was on here. He wanted to do his first death match with Casanova. Casanova hit him up. So it's like you don't you don't know. So put yeah. it out. Put it out into the world. Put it out into the clouds, as I call it. So, 
But Alex, again, like I can't thank you enough for coming here, taking your time out to chat with me and the fans and everything like that. You know, you're amazing. Uh, you know, I can't wait to see. I'll see you obviously next weekend uh, at uh, Sean shows in GCW. I'll be there Friday. You can't make it to the Thursday show, but I will be there Friday and Saturday uh, and Sunday for H2O. So I'll definitely can say hi but uh yeah so tell everybody where they could follow you buy some merch all that fun stuff yeah uh, obviously uh you could go on deathmatch worldwide for my merch uh for your alex clone merch needs or you can hit me up in the dms because i still do have some hammerstein shirts left i'm trying to get rid of before i put out the other color variant on deathmatch worldwide so this one once it's gone it's gone and then you'll have to deal with whatever crazy colors i put out on the uh deathmatch worldwide site uh, you can also hit me up in my DMs. I, I'm always down to send people uh, merch if they want to buy some. Uh, I'm on Twitter, AlexClone0139. Um, you can also catch me on the IG at AlexClone003. Um, and I'm not hard to find. If you try to get me on Facebook, good luck. I might <laughs> I might get back to you. <laughs> but uh, Twitter and IG are going to be your best bets um, to get a hold of me for stuff. So, uh yeah, thank you for having me on. It was uh, it was fun as usual. Yes, thank you. And bring the man some coquito, okay? Like, <laughs> yes, please, let's go. I gotta, I gotta see what it's about. I gotta see what it's about. Awesome. Well, guys, thank you so much for hanging out with us. So again, like I said, uh, this Monday I have that wrestling with positivity video coming out. I got some. I'll be at Chaotic Wrestling tomorrow, and I'll be at Titan for Steve Mack show. So if you're there you know come say hi and i'll definitely have videos backstage videos for both those promotions as well and i'll be backstage with h2o next week too so i'll have more stuff out danny miles is coming on tuesday so definitely check out and hit that subscribe button so but for now guys have a good night stay safe support independent wrestling and we'll talk to you guys soon have a good night Adios.